0: hear us through your airpods or see us on your laptop how about meeting us in real life because we're taking queer money on the road this summer and fall visit queermoneypodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player to find out when we'll be in your neighborhood
1: david yes dear have you ever worked with somebody who isn't a u.s citizen someone who's living in the u.s but maybe using a work visa
0: Yes, they have. Actually, I've worked with contractors who were from Asia and India, as well as students who were going to school here in the United States, but also who were working while they were attending university. Why?
1: Well, we got a question from an attendee at our talk at the Reaching Out MBA conference in Chicago a couple months back, and they lived here while going to school and working. While working, they opened up a 401k. Now they're living back in Italy and want to know what options are available to them to continue to invest in their 401k or withdraw the money from their investments.
0: Ah, All right. Well, you're listening to Queer Money, episode 474. And today we're answering a question from a listener and attendee of our talk. And we're sharing some options for folks who have a 401k, but are non-resident aliens. They're non-residents of the United States, and they no longer reside in the United States either. Well, let's get on with the show. You're listening to the Queer Money Podcast, personal finance with a rainbow twist. Queer Money is dedicated to financial independence, financial well-being,
1: investing knowledge, and the intersection of all things money as an LGBTQ person. Queer Money is made possible by Capital One. Capital One believes that financial well-being includes your mental, physical, and financial health. Check out CapitalOne.com today. Welcome back to another episode of Queer Money. So let's go ahead and set a baseline for this discussion. It might be a little bit meaty and not broadly applicable to all of our listeners, um, but it is applicable to some or maybe somebody that you know and love and that you want to share this episode with. We would love that. So what's that baseline? What the question is, what's a 401k or a 403b? A lot of them are, a lot of the rules, regulations and benefits and, and requirements are very similar for both. Well, we talked in depth about that on Queer Money episode number 166, but Basically, both are company-sponsored retirement plans that help you prepare for retirement. So a combination of pooled assets that allow you to invest some of your income in a tax-deferred account, and also very often you get a corporate or company match that allows you to get more money as income than you otherwise would. So great accounts for becoming wealthy, and we're huge fans of them, and 80% of millionaires claim that their 401k was the singular vehicle that helped them cross that millionaire milestone. Yeah. Nothing else. Not an inheritance, not a six-figure pay, not a windfall of money, not the lottery.
0: It's their 401k. Yeah. So can anyone open up a 401k? Well, pretty much. Pretty much. (laughs) Anyone who's earning money in the United States can contribute to a retirement account, including a 401k as long as their employer offers an employee-sponsored retirement account like a 401k or 403b. So if you're working for a company that doesn't have a 401k, 403b, or employer-sponsored retirement plan account, you obviously can't have one of those, but you can still open up an IRA. The thing is that more and more, the reason why we're covering this is more and more non-residents are coming to work in the United States or coming to the United States to go to school and they work while they're going to school, or maybe they work for a time period after they've graduated to get some experience. And so for what we're really going to be talking about here is that this opens an opportunity for these non-resident aliens, people who are here working on a student visa or a working visa. It allows them to save for retirement and sometimes in ways that they couldn't do it in their home country. So that's why this is actually an important topic because there are quite a few individuals who come here with the whole goal of banking some money and taking it back to their home country as a way to build wealth for themselves or in some cases build wealth for their families. People that I worked with in my days of working corporate a number of them would send a large portion of their paycheck back to their home country to support their family, to allow their families to do things like buy their first home or allow their kids to go to school there or pay for their kids to come to the United States or other countries to go to school. And if you are working
1: in the US as a non-resident and have access to 401k, we highly encourage you to take advantage of that benefit, even if you don't plan on staying here for the rest of your life, because time in the market beats timing the market. And the sooner you can start investing, the better. And if you get a job in the US and have a working visa and are here for five, 10 years, you don't want to miss that five or 10 years of investing in the stock market to prepare for your retirement wherever you're going to go home to. So how and when can someone withdraw money from a 401k?
0: Well, anyone who owns a 401k can withdraw money from the account pretty much at any time But there are some factors that come into play as to what happens when you withdraw money. Some big factors. Yeah, exactly. So for example, if your withdrawals take place before you've reached the age of 59 and a half, you're gonna pay a 10% penalty, unless you're using that money for a financial hardship or you're buying a first home, or maybe it's a medical emergency or medical expense. There's very specific stipulations on how it is you can avoid that 10% penalty, but for the most part, unless you're using it because you're in a dire situation or you're buying a home, you're gonna pay a 10% penalty.
1: Right. And it's also important to note that withdrawals are taxed as income. The exception are for Roth 401ks where taxes are withheld before money goes into the account. So we're not talking specifically this episode about Roth 401ks. These are traditional 401ks that work very much like traditional IRAs. And so any money that you distribute or withdraw from that account will be taxed as income. So you wanna understand what your current income is, what your current tax bracket is, and understand what the effects of that additional stream of income will be on your taxes. That might even put you up into a higher tax bracket, which could make it even more costly. So you wanna make sure you understand all those variables and how they might affect you that you definitely want to talk to an accountant.
0: Yeah. And and specifically for folks who are listening with the intent of sharing this information with someone who's a non-resident alien, who's working in the United States, or you know somebody who who used to live here and is now lived here and worked here and now is living in another country, or you are the person who asked us this question because you're listening to the Queer Money Podcast. We want to encourage you to make sure that you talk with an accountant that has international tax experience, because there are very specific, and we'll discuss this in a minute, but there are very specific stipulations and treaties that are created that give different tax experience or different tax taxable events for individuals, depending on what country you're living in. Yeah. So each country can be completely different
1: from the other. So what options do people who are non-residents have when they move back to their home country with their 401ks? What do they do with them? Well, we have six options that we're going to cover here. The first option is that you could just leave your 401k alone. Leave it as is. Let it continue to grow in the stock market and not worry about it until you actually retire. The account can remain untouched even as an individual who's no longer living in the US. There's no problem with that. The account can continue to grow tax deferred until you start to take distributions and your retirement age in your home country might be different. So you can wait until that time and benefit from the growth of the stock market. Keep in mind that it fees will be associated with that 401k with your employer. There's typically a fee anywhere from one. There are some Their fees are as high as 5%. You want to make sure you understand that because even though you might not be contributing to that account anymore and you're simply just letting it ride and enjoy the growth of the stock market and you're not in the US, the plan administrator is still going to get it's pay.
0: They can, yeah. <laughs> just so, just like the IRS, they're going to get their money. Right. So the plan
1: administrator is going to get their cut. The mutual funds that you're invested in, they're going to get their cut. So you're still going to pay fees, but by and large, the growth of the stock market over time typically outweighs the cost of those those fees. So, But you want to do the math for yourself to make sure that you're comfortable with that and don't want to make changes based on what those long-term expenses are going to be. Sure. Capital One strives to inspire a better financial path for everyone, including the LGBTQ community, through access to credit, tools to manage debt, and product features. Digital products such as CreditWise and Eno are designed to take the stress out of money by helping you manage credit, a key source of potential stress, and stay on top of spending without worrying all the time. Sign up for CreditWise for free today.
0: Number two is to do what most people do when they leave an employer. And what we want to encourage all of you to do when you leave an employer is to roll over your 401k to an IRA rollover account. 401ks can be rolled over to individual IRA accounts. Oftentimes when that happens, brokerage firms will designate that money as an IRA rollover account. They actually add that name rollover to the account as a way to keep it separate from, say, for example, money that you're contributing yourself. So the first step there is rolling it over to a brokerage firm. You're taking it out of your company sponsored retirement Account and you're putting it in a brokerage firm. This one of the benefits with with this is it opens up the whole gamut of investment options, whole investing world, right? Everything from stocks, bonds, mutual funds, ETFs. And real estate investment trusts. In some cases, some hard assets. If you wanted to buy gold or silver or something like that, you have a lot more crypto. More, yeah, you have a lot more yeah. options than you probably did with your 401k. It's an essential here to make sure, though, that if you are a non-resident alien, that you want to choose a financial institution that accepts non-U.S. residents as owners on those types of accounts. So typically, you're going to want to go with a larger, more well-known brokerage firm or mutual fund company. That's probably going to be the easiest. They're going to to know exactly what to do. So
1: yeah, those firms would include like Vanguard, Fidelity, UBS, Empower, where David used to work, are all good considerations for that here's a life hack for you. As we talked about in option one, sometimes 401ks can be expensive because you have the plan administration fees, the uh, institutional mutual funds that are in those accounts can often have high operating expenses. Do an IRA rollover as David suggested. And for most of us, distributing that money into low cost or no cost Index ETFs, exchange-traded funds, is a great way to have all of your money working for you, benefiting from the growth of the stock market, and paying little to no fees, saving, giving you that much more money to, to allow to compound over time. That's an amazing life hack for everybody, whether you're a non-resident or you're a U.S. resident. Your third option here are to, to transfer your qualifying retirement plan over to your home country. That is an, an option that's available to you. As David suggested from the outset, you definitely want to talk with an, an accountant that has international experience so you understand all of the stipulations and potential fees that come with that, including potential taxes in both the US as well as your home country. Some countries have those tax treaties that David talked about, and those are that's different for each country. So don't just assume that your friend who went back to Canada, the experience that they had will apply to you when you move back to Italy or Spain or Australia or wherever. I don't know. Now I want to go on vacation.
0: (laughs) One of the things that's important to remember here is that the United States has treaties with these various countries. Each of these treaties is specific. I think that there's when I checked on the IRS website, I think that there were roughly 140 countries that the U.S. has treaties with. Doesn't necessarily mean that because they have a tax treaty that they will allow you to transfer your retirement account. Typically, what they're talking about here is transferring your retirement account to another retirement account in your home country, and in some cases, it may be transferred into a an employer-sponsored type of account at your current employer. All right, number four is to do a lump sum distribution. Now, a lump sum distribution basically says, I'm gonna take this big chunk of money, and in some cases, all of the money, to take that lump sum distribution from your 401k account. So you were living here, working here in the United States, you put away money into your 401k, and now it's worth $25,000. You contact your 401k plan administrator through your former employer, and you basically say to them, I want to take all the money out and they will walk you through the process of doing this they'll help you understand what some of the tax consequences are including any early withdrawal penalties that we talked about in the outset but this is basically your way of saying i'm going to just take all the money out pay the taxes and use it how i want instead of saving it for retirement or in your case you may be able to to take all the money out pay the taxes and penalties if there are any take it to your home country and invest it the way that you want to or are able to in your home country.
1: Exactly. The fifth option here is to convert it to a Roth IRA. This is a very popular process uh, for folks in the US. The 401k funds can be converted through a process into a Roth IRA, which allows for tax-free distributions in the future. There will be tax implications to this as part of the conversion process. You definitely, again, want to talk with a tax professional. If you're a non-resident alien going back to your home country, make sure, again, that that person has international tax experience. This is a good uh, option for those who know they're heading back to their home country and want to file and pay taxes one time and just sort of be done with it, it's a little bit easier of a process.
0: Now, I'm, I'm, I've had the Lauren Hill Fuji's one time I'm in one my time. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah, <laughs> One of the important things here to think about, if you are living in the United States and you are a non-resident alien, it might be a good idea if you're able to, to set up your 401k to be a Roth 401k from the outset, right. because then you know that you're paying all your taxes up front, and then you just have to deal with the requirements of withdrawals from a Roth IRA or a Roth 401k, because then you're just focused on the time frame and any penalties, not having to pay any taxes. We did talk with Brandon Clark on episode 308 of the Queer Money Podcast, specifically about Roth conversions and conversion ladders. One of the important things to keep in mind here is if you do convert from a traditional 401k to a Roth IRA that you have to keep the money in the Roth IRA for five years If you don't, then you also pay penalties on that.
1: Right, and I think now's a good time to to clarify, especially if you're living and staying in the US, if you think you might want to transfer that 401k money into a future 401k sometime down the road, then you don't want to convert that to a Roth, and you don't want to put that into a traditional IRA. You want to keep that in that rollover IRA that we talked about earlier, that you don't want to commingle funds and confuse the tax consequences. That's only if you think you're going to want to transfer that money, eventually sometime down the road to a future 401k plan. I don't know what scenario that would be, but that's just a caveat to, be, to
0: understand. Yeah. The last one is very similar to the fourth one that we talked about, which was the lump sum distribution. This is actually taking periodic distributions. So instead of saying, I'm going to take all of that $25,000 out, you say to yourself, okay, I'm going to take $5,000 out each year, for the next five plus years, depending on how much it grows, right? It allows you to take smaller chunks of money, which may help you pay less in taxes depending on the treaty. It also allows you to not have to deal with using all of the money or having all that money come to you right away And it's a way to access the funds over time, allowing for you to keep that money in the market and allowing it to continue to grow. Again, make sure you keep in mind tax and penalty requirements here. But what would typically happen is your your employer's plan, whoever you have it with, would issue you a check. They would send that check to you at your home address for whatever amount you've decided to distribute.
1: So in summary, if you have a working visa and are working in the U.S. and are considering getting a a retirement plan through your employer or have one through your employer, just know that there are options for you to take that money back with you to your home country. So don't let that scare you or prevent you from opening up an account to begin with because we definitely want to encourage you to invest as soon as possible, as much as you can, and then you still have access to that money when you go back to your home country or when you return back here to the U.S. someday.
0: Who knows? And as we mentioned in the outset, I have worked with individuals who are non-resident aliens. So if you're a manager or if you're an individual contributor who is working with colleagues that are non-resident aliens, we hope that you find this information helpful and you're able to pass that on or help with their decision-making, give them some advice, or at least share the podcast with them.
1: Exactly. So stay tuned for your Queer Money Takeaway from this episode. make sure to check out more ways that Capital One can help you achieve financial well-being at CapitalOne.com. That's CapitalOne.com.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of the Queer Money Podcast. Remember again, if you want the Queer Money Takeaway, you can get that by subscribing to our newsletter, either in your podcast player or in the YouTube link. But especially for this particular topic, make sure you're talking with a tax professional with international tax experience.
1: Exactly. Then join us this Thursday when we cover the most affordable LGBTQ plus friendly city in the most anticipated state we've received so far, (laughs) and that is California. And then next Tuesday, when we tackle the second installment in our Gay Retirement 101 series. Thank you and have an amazing week.